Morning. Thank you for coming. Please join us this evening at 6.10. 6.10 for Menchem Marav. As always, you are needed and you are wanted. Please come. Please come on time. Continuing in our discussion, the Hilchot Kriyat Megillah, we've been talking about different customs that we have uh, when we're reading the Megillah. We uh, most recently spent time talking about saying the 10 sons of Haman in one breath. But we also had mentioned the Mishabura before we got into that discussion, various places where the Balkriya uh, raises his voice, right? So we spoke about Balayla Huna Didash Nara Melech, that uh, the night that Achashverosh can't sleep, and then he calls Achashverosh, and hey, sorry, he calls Haman, and they decide to dress up uh, Mordechai, parade him around the city. So we lift up our voice because that's like, as if the beginning of the Geulah. It's like a turning point in the Megillah. We also spoke about how uh, the Balkriya is supposed to lift up the uh, Megillah when he talks about the Igeret, right? The proclamation that uh, is the Megillah, right? All sorts of different things. Piskei Chuvot here brings another of other uh, interesting minhagim when it comes to the reading of the Megillah, some which maybe we are familiar with, we're not familiar with, okay, whatever it is. He says, There are other places where the uh, Balkari will do something different uh, to make note of what's going on in the story. So he says, So he quotes a number of different psukim where we switch from the tune, the typical tune of Megillah Esther, and instead we use the tune from Eicha. And that, again, is supposed to key us in on the fact that this is a sad point in the story. He quotes a different psukim, whether it's Achashverosh uh, supposedly bringing out the kelim, the vessels from the Beit HaMikdash at his party. That obviously is a, a time for mourning uh, when the actual decree of Haman goes out and Mordechai finds out about it. He goes into mourning when uh, Esther is recounting to Achashverosh what's going to happen to her people. So we use the tune of Eicha, which we reminds us of Tisha B'Av because it's a time of destruction. It makes us very sad. He continues, but there are seven different uh, places where in the psukim there are um, hints to the name of Hashem. Whether you take the, the first letter of those words, it spells out the yud in the hay and the vav in the hay, or you take the last letters. So because they have the name of Hashem sort of embedded, so there also the Balkori may lift his voice. So he says, yom uh, uvimlot hayamim ha'ila. So again, whatever, it's difficult to lay them all out so you could hear that it's the Rashi Tevot or the Sofi Tevot, but whatever, there are different places in the Megillah where sometimes the Balkari will do that. The Magen Avraham, which we, we, we mentioned, talked about the actual breathing uh, during the uh, Megillah, where you should have breaks between Sukim versus uh, Prakim. It says, Some people have uh, like a tune that they would sing before they would say the Psukim of Geulah, right? There are four places where we, the crowd, uh, we uh, say the Psukim because they're considered Psukim of Geulah. We talk about uh, part of the redemption and we say them, so they would have a special tune that they would sing. He, he mentions the footnotes, they also had a, spe- a special tune that they would sing when they read the Pasuk of uh, Haman being killed, right? They would also sing a special song for that. And then last but not least, he says, uh, uh, the, toward the end of Megillah, again, after things go well. So we say, all those different things. So he says that, uh, so we have the custom to kiss our tefillin. This is obviously not at night because you're not wearing your tefillin at night, but during the daytime reading when we are wearing our tefillin. So after we say the pasuk, we kiss our tefillin. Why is that? Because the chazal, they make a drasha on that pasuk. That vikar, that word vikar is a hint to tefillin. So because we're mentioning that pasuk that has that word, which is referencing tefillin, so we kiss our tefillin. So a lot going on. I'll just say, he, he points out over here that uh, some of the minagim make more sense, they make less sense. We were familiar with them, less familiar with them. But he says we should never, ever, ever be mevazel. We should never mock 
a uh, minhag that's developed, unless it's pagan, right? We've done that a couple times over here. But if it's not pagan, it's just a custom that maybe doesn't resonate with you. It says you should never, ever make fun of it. But I will say you have to strike a balance. I've been to some Megillah readings where it's like a circus and like the Balkori is doing all kinds, he's doing voices, he's doing all kinds of whatever, blah, blah, blah. So there might be a time and a place for that, but sometimes it gets a little bit out of hand. So we want to make sure we strike the right balance. It's exciting. It's fun. We know what's going on in the story by these different demarcations. But at the same time, it's not getting uh, too frivolous, let's say. All right,